Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Legends, how you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Fat Chat. Thank you so much for all the regular listeners that have been tuning on in uh, and I've uh, been absolutely loving doing the pod each and every week. You're bloody legends for uh, listening along uh, and uh, all the great messages of support, getting around the clip, sharing the episodes. It really does go a long way and I appreciate it very, very much. So the episode today, uh, very lucky to have this guest on. He Used to play for the Dockers. Uh, I've done a couple of training sessions with him um, back in the day as well when he was here. He just recently moved over to North Melbourne. Uh, it's uh, Griffin Logue. He's an absolute bloody superstar. Um, and he talks about everything about his career thus far. There's some great stories in there. He used to have a podcast himself, so he's very entertaining on the chat, on the mic. He's very good. He knows how to tell a story um, and give some really good insight and detail as well. Uh, we obviously go into all the stuff with his career, some super funny stories like uh, getting uh, tricked by Nick Rewalt in one of his first games who is his childhood hero to give the ball back to him. Some amazing Ross Lyon stories in there as well. Um, it's it's uh, a pro- proper quality list in this. And then we also go into all things performance. We talk about the trade from Fremantle to uh, Kangaroos, how he's adjusting, and uh, throughout his whole career, what he's been able to do to keep his body in good condition, some of the mindfulness stuff, the mindset, uh, and uh, his um, position at North Melbourne and how he's sort of taken that on and being a much more of a leader on the field as well. Uh, hope you enjoy this chat. He's an absolute legend. Uh, I know you're going to enjoy it just as much as I did. And if you haven't already, it really does go a long way. If you follow, subscribe, or like, or share any of the episodes of Fat Chat that you're listening to on any of the streaming platforms, just really goes a long way into making it more attractive for guests. The bigger we get the following, the more subscribers, the more followers, uh, the more people sharing the stuff around, the better the guests get. So um, takes two seconds of your time. Bloody love your work. Let's get into the episode with Griff. Here we go. All right. Welcome back to Fat Chat. Now, I have got an absolute rigodontist of the specimen, uh, the utility. He can do anything. He plays back. He plays forward. He just does it all. Uh, we know each other from back in Perth. Uh, he used to play for uh, the Fremantle Dockies. He's now over here playing for uh, North Melbourne and absolutely chopping it up. We, uh, we saw your game on the weekend. Killed it. Please welcome Griffin Lake. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Mate, so excited to have you in because, um, you know, you've had such a, a great little patch of football like the last 12 months in terms of like your development and how much you've, you know, improved and doing the switch over to North. Um, and I can't wait to get into everything and hear all about it, um, of everything about your career so far. So how's it been anyway? Good, just in general? Yeah, good, been mate. Good? Um, yeah, the big smoke, obviously. It's um, chatting about it before in the car, but yeah. um, it's a big move, obviously, coming from Perth to over here. Um, yeah, uh, it's 
plenty happening. There's always, you know, there's always something happening. Almost too much has happened. Yeah, totally. Especially throughout the nightlife, as we. Was <laughs> but, um, but no, it's been um, it's been wicked, man. Been um, something different and um, a little adventure at the moment, and um, plenty more years to come doing it. That's good. So uh, I had you out for one body magic sesh, one down the beach, one it, time. It was one, yeah. At Leighton Beach, just sort of single. I had to bring, I had to come all the way down to you because you used to live on Leighton yep. Beach in an apartment. They had to literally come to your front door just about get you out to go into the sesh. Crushed, crushed it as well. Absolutely mate. crushed it. That no, was good. Uh, it was good as. Uh, and uh, at Leighton Beach, there you're living with Tabs, eh? Yeah, the big duck. Yeah. Yeah. How it was, was that? Funny. It was wicked. Yeah, it was funny. Um, Although all that don't know, he's a very funny and weird man, but um, live with him. He's got some very particular things he does, doesn't very, he? I've heard. Very, very meticulous in preparation, yep. cooking, cleaning, anything like that. But in terms of keeping things tidy, it's the complete opposite. <laughs> His whole life seems to be in disarray, but it's, uh, he's a very, very, very good close close mate of mine. And, That's um, good. Had him, yeah, in an apartment in Swanbourne for a bit and then... Made the move to Leighton Beach in paradise there. It's so, it's such, so such nice down that bit. You got yeah. the little orange box cafe, yeah. beautiful. It's probably, it's up there with probably the nicest kind of beach in the world, I reckon. I reckon it is. It's, yeah, been spot around. On down it's there. got, for what you, what you get out of it, like, it's probably a bit busy now, but as you said, the cafes around, beautiful. Yeah, so good. Have you got any stories of Tab when you're living with him? Probably like just the, FIFA battles. FIFA honest, battles, it gets, yeah, yeah. Um, it got real heated. <laughs> it started um, It started just like play a game, lose it, lose a buy the other a coffee. Escalated to lunch, um, escalated to double or nothing lunches. Yeah. Um, at one stage, I think I owed him 14 lunches. Oh, and, <laughs> so you were no good. Know, so there was two weeks worth of lunches. And then the uh, the, punter, the punter that we are, we just went, oh, double or nothing, mate. Yeah, Go great. Again. Just so kept going and going. <laughs> so we right right at this big Chase the up. losses. And, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm just being monopoly, monopoly money in the end. But um, a few, um, oh, the poor old cars down below, Below us would have been seen a few flying controllers coming, yeah, out, coming, out, coming out the window. Have so you actually, did you actually dish up out the window? He's one out, <laughs> out the window before, so he's um, a few broken controllers. He actually owes me two two PS5 so controllers. Tabs, so Tabs, if you're listening to this, get these controllers back over there, mate. But um, oh, plenty, plenty more happening. But that's yeah, awesome. It was, it was one of the. Fun well, I, uh, I reached out to uh, some mutual friends of ours, and you know, just to get some any stories to bring up with yep. Griff. And I'll be honest, for one of them, I'd sent the text out. I have never received a faster, a faster. Ta- <laughs> it must have been ten seconds, and he sent five things through. And they kept coming and coming and coming. Oh, so anyway, right. first one I've got. So uh, there's a rumor around that you've you've got a new partner you got you got a new girlfriend at the moment Go, yeah do I have any missus yeah amazing so, how's it going going well good going going well yeah. I heard about a story like early on you're trying to make a good impression I think and uh, you're living with Darcy Tucker right <laughs> yeah. and did she go on over early early days and was there a little present from uh, Darcy Tucker's dog on the floor yeah, or something yeah. <laughs> trying to make a, trying to make a good impression walk in <laughs> and this little he's like love Darcy love love his um, partner is all Ellie. They're lovely, lovely to live with. But there's two dogs they live with. <laughs> one's a one's great, a Labradoodle. It's one of those big so ones, big, dog, big yeah. hairy one, like a nice looking thing. Yeah. The other one is this joke of a dog, <laughs> Italian greyhound. <laughs> it's called Lonzo. It's like bite size. It's just got these weird mannerisms. Runs rules the roost, like runs the whole household. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And since moving in, has just played mind mind games with me. Where whether it's like <laughs> pissing on my bed. Pissing throughout the house, staring oh, at me blessed. like, and then this one was the this straw that broke the camel's back, and just decided to leave a little bite-sized dump out the front, of, <laughs> out the front of my bedroom door. So <laughs> stepped in it, walked in it, like looked around, smelt it, and just gone like, oh, oh no. I literally just like 
looked and went, oh, fuck this, let's just go. <laughs> I was just so, I was so, so defeated. Did you just leave it? You I just was so left defeated. it all? I left it like, piffed my shoes at the front of the door, just like left them, put on a new pair of shoes, yeah. left the shit there. And just went, I'm out. Got in an Uber and went back out. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I'm not dealing with this. Like, I just like was so defeated. Oh, that's so, so yeah. Is that, how's that going with the dog training then? Is he like, you're sorted well, out a little bit? It's just with me for some reason. Right. So it just got, it's just a little personal vendetta it's got for you. Seriously intelligent dog. Like, <laughs> and it's just to the point where it's like. It's you guys honestly, are on the same level with stuff. It's, ruining, it's <laughs> like ruining my life. It's just horrible. But there are, no, they are good now. It's getting, it's getting better, but just. Freaky dog. That's good. Greyhound, they're just, yeah, weird. I've also heard that, like, apparently at training, you rarely have a footballing hand. It would either be a soccer ball or a basketball. Apparently, you never used to touch a footy down uh, down Freo. That's what I hear. Oh, Freo days would have been, yeah, the old, uh, used to bust out the, you said you get told to be, uh, play with the, uh, the basketball to train with it. Um, yeah. So that I could judge the bounce a bit better so that, <laughs> so that I wasn't trailing in. <laughs> So to speak, on my uh, on my forward opponent. So <laughs> that was early days with um the great Ross Lyon. So and that's what he told you to do. Well, he, yeah, he used to. As in, uh, that was just a spray that he gave. There, to oh, there was one. There was a couple sessions where it was happened to be dragged me into the middle of the um ground, in like the center circle. <laughs> so in front of everyone, while everyone's doing their normal training, and I was kind of taken off on my own. And um, he'd throw a like just throw a basketball down in front of someone, and then they'd choose a direction to go, so that they'd know which direction they know which which way, which way it's going to bounce. I wouldn't know which direction they're going to go, and it's just a some form of training technique to stop me from being so far away from my opponent. Gotcha. I used to just let them, <laughs> so we're doing this in front out, of everyone. In front of everyone, oh. like, I think um, Toby Watson was the other, and Tay Dooman got dragged into it, but they were just sitting there as like the. The bait for me to kind of to kind of tackle. Go it, which way? Yeah, right. Yeah, it was supposed, supposedly an old Stephen Silvani drill, but um, it just <laughs> happened to be me. It was just the, there's a, there's a funny pick out there. There's a photo. I'm not. You'll probably be able to find. It. I'll send yeah, it to yeah. you. It's just him holding the basketball and me sitting like this. Like, Yo, where's like, it going to go? In the middle of the ground, I went like, yellow bib and just looking back. It's just. I guess it helped. I don't, I don't know if it helped, but it was funny at the time. Boys didn't let me forget about it. I met you downstairs. I said, "Yep, yeah, we got a little car park." And I jumped into the car. Nice brand new car, hey. Apparently oh, there's a second. story. Apparently there's a story about how you came to buy this brand new car. Oh, uh, no, not really. Not no. really. Okay, damn. Uh, I thought that was going to be a winner one. Damn. Uh, and uh, you had your own podcast with uh, with Dave Mundy as well at Freo. Yep, yep. Um, you got you got any interest in doing another podcast at some point at North? Or? Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's in the works. Hopefully, but yep. um, as so does like Freo technically like do they own that one? Could you still do that? With they Dave, own all or? the rights to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because I mean we. They did all the marketing and they, well, it was, it was a perfect setup. Well, you know how yeah. much work goes into a podcast. So much. You could just sit there, do the thing, walk out. <laughs> but yeah. Dave and I, we would go in. The studio was at, at the club. Yeah. It was like a real nice soundproof, everything like um, television studio kind of perfect setup. We'd go in, we'd have our editor Brett would come in, the producer would sort everything out. We'd come in with our own content. He'd yep. set up some few questions for us. And then bang, just hit And then it we'd out. walk in, walk out. It'd get released two days later. So good. And he just nailed it. So well, That's um, awesome. That's probably the best way. If I was going to do it, I'd do it you like have that to, You again. have to have the setup like I'd that. I'd do it like that so again much, because there's it's a the few editing boys, yeah. and like it, Even if you like the problem with the podcast stuff is like an hour long episode, 45 to an hour long episode. If you want to edit it, you've got to listen to the six, whole thing. So it's it, like, I know how much work. It'd be like six hours minimum. It is to do one. Yeah, exactly. Cut it, cut it up and stuff, but probably not. Not for a while, yeah. I think. Maybe. We'll see how we go. Nice, nice. So, so let's talk about you. Let's go like right back to where your football journey started. So you grew up in Perth. Tell me about you growing up because you come from like a real big sporting athletic family. 
was your uncle, uh, Andrew Vlahoff, yep. uh, a, a Perth Wildcats legend. And then your grandparents were like star track athletes as well, weren't they? Done your, done your research. Well yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my mum's parents, uh, yeah, grandma and granddad, yep. uh, Orpa and Orma, we call them, Latvian, yep. Latvian Croatian heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, granddad was a state discus champion in WA for, wow. for 20 years or so. He's big. Big burly, six foot five, massive kind of bloke. Awesome. Never, um, he passed away before I met him, but that's what I got told anyway. Um, and grandma is still around Orma, I call her. She's Latvian. Yeah. Um, she was uh, one Latvian. of the Commonwealth Games for long jump. Wow. Yeah, so I think she finished fourth or did really well or wow. something like that. Um, and as you touched on, Andrew, the, the son is um, my uncle, so... Um, Pretty handy basketball. Just in the jeans, hey. Yeah, yes. handy, handy basketball. <laughs> mum, mum was a great athlete as well. She's so that's your, is that on your that's on yeah, your mum's side, Andrew. Yeah. yeah, on that side as well. Mum yeah. and the whole family they were just yeah track athletes, freak athletes, good basketballers and stuff. And dad was the um, my old man was just a rower back in the day and pretty handy as well. I like met I think um, I think mum and him met at the AIS Institute of Sports over wow. in Canberra and blossomed from there. So wow. pretty good. Um, yeah. Pretty good pedigree for so who kind of thinks is athletics. they're the best athlete in the family? Surely that's who, like who's I the think, goat? I think Dad does. He just, <laughs> just you know touches it, go, touches on the rowing background from days and working so hard. So probably 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 the old man. Yeah. yeah, nice. And then growing up, do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. When did you get into yeah. football? Who got you into football? Were you playing other sports? I was playing plenty of other sports. So basketball was yeah. the main one, um, and that's. I think each year we'd go kind of one year basketball, one year footy, one yep. year basketball, one year footy. So Which I, heaps of people do for yeah. like that, like ten to fifteen years old kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, definitely. I, I had an older brother um, who's eighteen months older than me, and a younger sister, eighteen months either either side of us. Yeah. Um, but I think probably old to me brother kind of pushing me along, just wanting to compete and be better than him. And your older brother, anyone's got an older brother. You, you they're always they're so always, competitive. Yeah, they're always better than you because it is the the most probably one of the most common themes I find for anybody that I chat to. Hundred percent that they've got an older brother that gave him a bit of a beat down all throughout the all throughout your childhood, well, which made does. you better. Like, still, still does. There's two <laughs> like two main people I'm scared of in life would be of who's going to beat me up would be. My older brother or my old man. Not that my old man. Yeah, 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 yeah. None of them beat me up. But, but anyway. in a competitive, just, way, just in a competitive yeah, yeah. way, we'd always like. Um, my, old, my brother would beat me up, but um, nothing too bad. But uh, yeah, I guess so. It was year footy, year of basketball, year of footy, year of basketball. Yep. Um, footy was never really on the cards for me. I like, didn't love it as much as I love my basketball. Yeah. Only really did it just to get around the other, my mates and stuff. Yeah. Um, and and really, then what sort of level basketball were you playing for juniors? Um, oh, I played like like the wobble, wobble level. Played yep. wobble at um, Calamunda Eastern Suns. Oh, Calamunda. Yeah, yeah, yeah right there. Um, when I was year seven, played like a state team and went to Darwin for like some state trip, and so I was like pretty handy at it and really enjoyed it. But then got to uh, got to high school at Guildford Grammar, which is where great school. Loved yep. it. Loved every every moment of that there. And um, you have the choice in summer between your summer sport and then your winter sports. Your winter sports like rugby, footy, um, hockey. Yep. So footy was my winter sport and then got to the summer sport. And initially I was going to choose basketball, but um, dad being the rowing background just said, oh, I'll try something new and, and try the rowing out. Um, and then just kind of really enjoyed that um, throughout the whole schooling, like uh, – my pre-seasons for footy would just be consistent of rowing because I'd just be doing all this fitness work and yep. never really gave football too much of a, a thought and um, with all the kind of the Colts levels and stuff was kind of always rowing through that summer so I never really trained for it and then would come and, and try and play and then I guess um, 
had like a, a good year of rowing where we went and did like a few a state trip over in uh, oh, Sydney for it. Yep. Just uh, my first uh, in year 12 and then really enjoyed it and said, oh, I reckon I'd really like to continue this kind of post-school, post get get um, exams done and stuff and, and worry about it after that. But then winter came along and just had a really good footy year for the school and we won the won the cup for the first time in 57 years or something for the school and wow. it just um, – are yeah, they part of like the PSA? Yeah, schools? part of yeah. the PSA. So it was the first time Guildford won in yeah fifty seven years, and I was like, big How deal. Is this like this is, and that's kind of like where you really found the love and enjoyment. passion for it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was playing with like um, all my mates, like, um, and it was just so fun. So then from there, I went straight into Swan Districts, and then yeah, the rest is kind of history. But yeah, great. That was uh, that was school footy was like the best. We had Jeff Valentine as coach, who coaches um, Peels Peels head coach now, and. Um, played alongside like Zachy, Zachy Fisher from Carlton So yep. it's just Yeah wicked kind of Toby Watson as well Like there's plenty of boys To name but It was just real fun Kind of year of footy for sure That's awesome And we did you do any athletics As well at some point? Um, I did I did like little aths Through like juniors and stuff And was doing athletics at school Yep um, But nothing like super high level? Nothing like Nah state level or anything Because yeah, like, you're a gun runner We'll get into that a little bit later on With like all your performance stuff But like You take out all the You know The, the top 1k time trials Usually for the for yeah, your team smoke mate. the boys back at Smoke the boys Left, left <laughs> him in there in, in me dust I think Brayshaw was the only one That actually picked me on time um, But we ran in like separate It was like different separate years or something But Yeah 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 um, I was good at the hurdles actually In, in high school That's what I really liked and it was the hot, red hot, soaring favourite into the um the final open event of the year. So I'd never won an open event in um in inter school athletics in the PSA. Red hot favourite. Yes. Three hurdles over. Oh, bang. No. Oh no. Bang. <laughs> clip. <laughs> clip just absolutely ate it. Like, He's going full footy mode, old, just yeah. fending off each it's one. At, it's at the old Perry Lakes. You know, like <laughs> grandma's there. Like obviously had a bit of history there, and she's. Mum was telling She's like She's like Watch me fall over And I've just like Ate it Like quickly got back up Come dead last And grandma was sitting there crying And I was just like Oh I'm so sorry I was like Oh you're kidding Because I was like All the hype and all The bloke that won I'd beat the week before And like a thing And I was Actually one of the biggest things That I've And it's I heard it was one of those things When you miss one You're done You're done Like you just can't get it Because I knew I wasn't I wasn't going to be quick enough To really win like 100 metre Like some people just Smoke it, yeah. So I reckon if I just nailed the technique, I should be sweet. But just that. Yeah, one little, <laughs> little split second, it was uh, one of the worst beats. Yeah, that big toe beat. of yours. Clip, clip. Massive toe. <laughs> uh, makes sense. All, all the years growing up, the amount of times I stubbed my toe growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all uh, Got in the yeah, way. It's paid off. So. And then how did uh, the draft experience go for you? So that was uh, 2016. Yeah. Pick number eight. Yeah. How did that all come about? And yeah. It was. It sounds like it was sort of like everything happened relatively quickly, like Definitely. high school. Moving I'd say into so. That. I mean, footy... Wasn't really like, um, as I said, wasn't really on the cards. I think I was year, when I was year 12, I saw at the time Jesse Glass McCasker from, um, he played at Guildford and Swan Districts and he got drafted in the rookie draft. And yep. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, good. I was like, well, if he can get picked up, like maybe like I could be a good chance then, like kind of looking around. But it was at, at the same time, I wasn't really, wasn't really focused on it. I was kind of just enjoying school and rowing and, and footy at the time. But, um, yeah, post that winning that the Guildford game, um, just as get into the Swan Districts and stuff, and then started playing a bit of uh, league footy through um, through Swannies, and um, I guess that kind of accelerated that process. And yep. um, it all started getting real when got invited to like the national draft combine. Um, got invited, like getting then you start getting all the looking back. Like I reckon everyone that's been drafted remembers the whole year because it's such an exciting yeah, totally. year, and you're getting like. Um, 
calls from different teams and, and you're catching up with all these different recruiting managers and um, everyone's like, they come to your house or you meet them over there. Or Super like, exciting. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's a crazy whole scenario. Um, and it happened in a world, and as you said, it did happen real quick, but I just had a real good um, draft combine where it kind of accelerated me right up to the board and um, for some reason that's what a lot of a lot of clubs look at and got me ended up yeah getting going top 10 in a, in a draft, which is just, I was never kind of probably didn't deserve even now looking looking back and there's so many great players out who there. Who else was in that draft 2016? Um, what are we talking? Uh, like Andy, Andy McGrath, Tim Torano, yep, uh, Tim English, yep, Guns. like Power Pepper, Zachy yep. Fisher, Shay Bolton, yeah, um, some stars. The list goes on, yeah, like there's there's heaps, there's there's some like well, then I got drafted with like Lukey Ryan, yep, Coxie and Sean, all and Tay Dooman, all, all, all in the same, all the same group, so. It was a, it was a great group, but yeah, as you said, it happened real quick, and um, it is is a bit of a whirlwind, especially when you're eighteen or seventeen, eighteen. But were you a forward or a back at that point, or what did you uh, get drafted back, as? Yeah, 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 mostly back. Yep. Um, and then uh, early days, Fremantle. You're walking on in. There's you know this new group that ends up being you know very successful, having you know you Luke Ryan, Sean Coxie that sort of went all the way through. What was it like early days rolling on in? Because there would have been guns because you're playing with you know Fife and yeah, some definitely. of these other like icons. What was that like? And um, Ross was the coach too. Ross eh? was the coach. Yeah. The amount so of Ross stories I've had on this trip talking to everyone's been fucking awesome. Yeah. So yeah, you go. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's well, obviously you know pretty well known coach and. Um, but getting in, like it was wicked. Um, my first couple two weeks, moved straight in with um, with Nat Fife, and I was, oh, on, did you? I was on a probation period with him for two weeks. He said, "See how you go after two weeks." And, <laughs> and then to and see, see, if see you, how you go after two weeks, and if you, you piss me if off, you shit, if, you're if, out. If you piss me off, you're done, like kind of thing. And <laughs> lucky enough, kind of passed the um, passed the probation period, and um, yeah, two weeks turned to two months, and then blinked two years down, two years later down the track, and um, yeah, just st- live with him for two years. So learn off the best. I mean. Walk in and um, get to live with the the captain of a footy club. Pretty awesome. Ended up being a dual Brownlow medalist. Like it's a looking back, it's something that I'll never take for granted. And even the players that you, you touched on, like you know, walking in and seeing Dave Mundy, Stephen Hill, um, Aaron Sandylands, like Ballantyne, Sonny Walters, still like. There's so many great Guns. great players. And um, I wasn't like a massive Freo fan. But it's up. just like you. But if you grow up in WA, names, you know yeah. you, you know like who the, who the great players are. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was it was opening for sure. And we started um at the Freer facility, which is just in South Freer. Pull that a little bit closer. Sorry, to just in the right, um, Freer facility in South Freer. Um, and then after three months, we went straight to the new um, Coburn Arc facility, which so is you know which was, was state of the art. Yeah. Yeah, like it was um, and it was great. Like walking in and getting to start fresh in a whole new facility with a bunch of guys that are barely new and um. The whole footy like draft experience and playing footy is just so um, oh, it's flattering like that I get to and it's a privilege to be a part of and I'm never I'll never take it for granted. Looking back, it's some of the greatest kind of opportunities I've had in life for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then was there anyone that you're trying to impress first day? Obviously, you would not, so you're on you know best behaviour with your being at home and uh, and best behaviour being at home. Like you yeah. know, it's all about elite preparation and yeah. I think at the time um, I was I almost say like I was brainwashed a bit and just like everything he does is like it's going to turn to gold and then I have to like you know really stress out about that and mm-hmm. um, but you still kind of you know the small things you learn just like whether it's um, a lot of mindfulness that he was ahead of yep. the, ahead of the curb with um, anything just to be elite like that's just he was striving for greatness and you can see what he was what he was doing but. Um, I guess you don't, you don't really like trying to impress anyone. You try and um, just do your best. It's just cliche, but you just want to earn respect from like because 
you come in bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and, you, you know, me as well, I'm a bit of a smart-ass, so yeah. don't want to rub the boys up the wrong way, like especially the older cats that wouldn't really want to piss off too much. Yeah, but um, sure. find your way through there. And I think early days you just hang out with the boys in your draft year, so close to Shawnee, Coxie, Lukey, like Tay Dooman as well at the time. And um, yeah, there's plenty of boys that we will just kind of get along with and you click with, and then as the season goes on, I mean, you've when you hang out with 40 blokes all For that long, every yeah. day at work, we call it work, but... Um, you know, you end up being close to them. It's always going to happen. So Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, how did you get your first game? How did that come about? And what was sort of that first year like for you with starting to get a few games? Yeah, so it was uh, round three against the Western Bulldogs. It was yep. a Len Hall tribute match. It was like around the Anzac time, yep. which is a massive game awesome. on the calendar for Freo. Um, and just played two games of Waffle. Didn't really play like too well. As yep. well. Uh, I don't reckon, looking back, like there's other blokes – that were definitely ahead of me in that in the key defender role is what, what I was going to be playing. Um, like at the time, I reckon <clears throat> Sam Collins was was way ahead of me, and they um kind of gifted gifted a game early as yep. sometimes you, you'd get gifted, and um yeah took it with both hands I guess, and um, got got the win, and I still remember it was such a great game. Like the Freo gave me like a box to um, give out to my family, family and friends, like Sick. and put like. 30, 30 or 20 of me mates in there, like a few old Sick. coaches and stuff, like family were all sitting separate as well. So it was just amazing. The whole, yes, yeah, situation was wicked and um, I'll never forget it. And then, yeah, you know, it comes down, comes crashing down fast. I mean, four weeks later, drop for the first time and then, <laughs> you know, footy, and then so suddenly this whole footy roller coaster begins. So, yep. um, but still looking back, like that yeah. first year was just such a whirlwind and seems ages ago now, which is six, six years ago. But, yeah. Um, it's great to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any games for Fremantle that really stand out for you that you're just like, oh, that was that was my real breakout moments? Or if you if you're showing the kids one day, you go, look, look at this one. This is Dad's best still, game. I'm still waiting for for a breakout. Moment, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> everyone always says, you know, this is his breakout game. <laughs> I'm sitting there waiting, like, wonder when mine is. <laughs> uh, a bit like that. But the, my biggest claim to fame, I reckon, was the. Um, uh, like you know the JLT or the the NAB Cup, yep. Early games, so I got um, subbed on like late in the third quarter or something for one of them in my first year. I had the big hair, just like it. Looking back, I looked like an idiot. I remember the big I hair. Just, I can't believe I was rocking that for so long for years. <laughs> um, the biggest claim of fame was I kicked I kicked a super goal in one of those games. Oh, and went through beautiful outside but, fifty. Big yeah, launch. Would, would love to say that I was trying to kick it, but it was like got a one two, um, and he just heaved it. I remember. I remember. It. I've got. I saw it somewhere. You like, uh, I like picked up a ground ball, gave the hands off the five. He, he shoved off, shovel off his little pass to me, and then I've just gone to try and center it to Stephen Hill deep, and it just sailed through. And went, I don't, couldn't even do that now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those ones. It just hit just come off like, come off sweet as, and I was like, fuck. That's I'll so good. That's, that's, that's a good breakout. Take that. And uh, Ross was your coach. You must have some good Ross stories. You said the one before, obviously with the basketball. Yeah. Did were you on the receiving end of any sprays? Uh, is there any cracker there uh, stories that he told? Anything like that? Um, yeah, probably the first. As, as I said, when it comes crashing down quick, the first time I got dropped was probably first, like you know, pretty eye-opening experience. I think um, <coughs> what had happened. I mean, I played one game against doggies. Played another against Melbourne. Then we played. North, North actually, as I was playing forward then already, and then um, switched to full back against Josh Kennedy oh, against the Eagles, and this is twenty seventeen. Like Eagles are rocking are up there. Yeah. Josh Kennedy's in his prime. Yeah, kicked like six of. I don't. Even, I reckon. Look, I think he kicked six goals or something, and I was on the receiving end of. I was probably the most the of fold them. of seven of them. That <laughs> you saw him hell close. <laughs> I had the front row tickets. Don't worry. Um, 
yeah, I, was, I remember post-game, um, I was kind of just doing my boots up, or undoing my boots, like foot was starting to cramp, like I'm post-game, <laughs> I'm undoing my boots, and Ross is giving, giving a talk at, at the front, and he just stopped and stopped, fully stopped talking, he was just staring at me, and I just kept doing my boots, trying to undo them, get them off, like, my foot's cramping, I was like, I've got to get these things off, and he just went full, everything went dead quiet, and I was like, just looked up, and he's just staring straight oh, at no. me, and just went, you'd, you'd want to be listening, son. <laughs> I just went, oh, no. 18 years old Played four games and he's, he's one of those blokes That come in And just owns a room Like yeah. real Real like Just presence Where it's like We'll be at a press conference And just run it Like I think you Imagine what it's like After a, after a game After a loss When he's just oh, got that yeah, yeah, Aura yeah. about him Of like this you You'd know, be freaking out Yeah <laughs> I was just You'd want to be listening I just went Oh, oh no like, That's it Like <laughs> There's plenty like oh. I think uh, Brandon told a story similar to that um, that he was he got a cramp in his foot yeah. uh, and he was doing his sh- did the same thing he did the shoe and he goes oh you're cramping in your foot the thing blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you see David Green doing this you're not listening like <laughs> there's just so many years he lived in his he had had some some funny sayings I'm looking back at it now but it's funny now looking at it of course at the time, at the time you're like the why time, the fuck like, is yeah. this guy yelling at me 18, so- 18, 18 19 like. <laughs> One of his best things, I reckon, he said to me, he was, was like in the um, exit meeting and he just, in my first year, he just went, mate, your good's good, but your bad, it's just fucking ugly. I <laughs> 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 oh, 18 years old, I was like, sit up, like, what? thanks okay, everyone. Thanks, like, right. thanks everyone for a meeting. Yeah, like, I'll see you next year. <laughs> see you next year. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, what do you do? It really brings you back down. You got nothing in there. Oh, so, so went funny. back away and enjoyed so, me off season. But yeah, throughout your uh, time at Frio, you were forward, you were back, you were sort of you know mixed out a little bit and yeah. um, you know jumping in all sorts of different uh, positions. What was that like for you? With like trying to you know your uh, start of your career, trying to get some consistency with your game, find your spot, work on your craft, all that sort of thing. What was that like when you were constantly getting you know chopped here and chopped there? Yeah, so it didn't really get. Um, I mean, I said I got moved like forward for half a game in my third game or something. Yep. And then until then, I was just back and played back the whole time until pretty much last year, where um, it was uh, we we're playing Melbourne. Uh, yeah, playing Melbourne here. I yeah. was here. It was the Body Magic that's Cup. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Mm. That's right. It's Jacko yeah. and stuff. And um, yeah, I got moved. F- I'm in the middle of the week. JL put me aside and said, oh, "Mate, we want to, want you to go and play on Stephen May. Um, try and take him out of it, or just follow him around, playing back shoulders. You would have forward, and just don't let him intercept." And I'm like, oh, because he was a star then. He was just chopping oh, off. Still everything. is like yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the. But at that time, he yeah. was like that was like elite was, form for him. Was I mean, they'd won. You know, they'd won twelve in a row, including grand final from last year, and yep. they were just they were rolling. So, like, you, when a when you got such a good defender like he is, put in a team like that where there's pressure on the ball, he's gonna he's gonna dominate and him and um, Lever as well. But so I got told, yeah, go and play on him. And senior coach asked you to do whatever. You just hundred percent. I mean, happy to be out there, happy to be playing. And I thought I was playing all right anyway, down back. And um, but was he just, did he because he went off that game. Yeah, he? He like five five, five minutes in, he um got KO'd. Yeah. Which wasn't like, I didn't do it or anything like that. But um, wish, 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 I, wish, I, wish, I, wish I was kind of responsible for it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I did something. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then I thought like I just be moved back forward, uh, back um, to the back line after that. But then we just kind of ended up playing all right, I guess. And, and you, you kicked some goals. Wasn't there one that you, was that the game that you it was sort of like a crucial goal at the end? You ran into a goal square. Was nah, that that game? Was that another one? Maybe another after? one. Yeah, yeah. I um I had a I had a shot on goal, missed it. Mm, Easy mm. goal as well. 
but it was a set shot, wasn't it? Set shot. Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Don't worry, mate. Me too. <laughs> um, but we end up we end up winning, and I guess um, it looked like that worked. That whole um, playing forward and um, and were you happy with that, or is it you like you said you were just more happy just to be in the team and just being on the well, on yeah. The team? I think well, the start of that year, I guess we we moved forward pretty quick, didn't we? But um, the start of the year, um, I was in and out of the team, yeah. Played a couple games, got dropped for a couple, and thought I'd been playing like all right. Um, but I guess it's just how footy works. Sometimes you fall out of favour, and yep. we had a pretty good backline that was super strong. Really right? going Alex, well. Alex Pierce, Moose, Coxie, Lukey, yep. um, Chappie, Youngy, Geordie Clark, like um, and Brandon Walker, and then so it was just kind of me that was on the outer there. And there's plenty of others like kind of there and there's plenty on the, on the outer now like even like so you look at like Joel Hamley Nath Wilson like yeah they're such guns. wicked players and then just getting squeezed out through the just through the um, fact that they're so strong down back now yep. and even um, like Freo Roland now they're going really well especially yep. down back so um, so I was in and out and then at that side like I was more than happy to you know, every, everyone loves to play forward so yep. um, I was never going to say no to that and, of course snags um, yeah not many for me but, <laughs> but I was just in there just to make a contest pretty much like just don't get out marked is all I got told. So yep. rather than go for marks, try and tap it down to somewhere predictable. And Was it frustrating that because you, like, I've got so many memories of you playing really, really well down back. Like, cause I think there was games against uh, like Buddy Franklin that you did really, really well on Buddy Franklin, wasn't it? Yeah. It was one game. It's, it was one that I reckon was like one of the best games of my life. And then, Look up on the scoreboard and he's kicked six. It just yeah, yeah but it was one of those. It was one of those weird ones. But there's been a few good matchups like that. But I played like a um. I came in late for Alex Pierce once. Yeah, um, had a sore ankle and only played. Found out I was playing two minutes before the bounce down, and we played against the Giants, and it was a close game. And then played like played really well and felt like I was um you know back in back into my spot. Got like um coaches votes and stuff. So I was like oh killing I was it. like oh a week's a long time. Footy like I'm back now. Like this is this is good. Like get interviewed by Fox Footy after the game and Great. just thinking it's like, how good's this? And then following week, just dropped for it and I was like, oh, <sighs> fire out. Like, Fuck. So I guess that's like, it's probably where you um, start the segue into the, the move to North, I guess. I yeah, mean, that's right. Um, once that kind of starts happening, it's never something you expect to happen nor want to happen. But Because um, you really like playing at Fremantle. That's the other it. thing. Yeah, you like love, Perth, love being at Freo. Perth boy and um, through and through. But I guess when that happens, like, yeah. there's not much you can really do. If you, if you can't, find a spot in the team and you feel like you're not as valued and yep. just getting thrown around. Like my biggest fear was that. And the other I'd thing is like that part of like the career that you're at right now, it's like you're moving into like your prime stuff as well. Yeah. So it's like you've done all the sort of, you know, the being moved around and done all the grind parts. This is your time to really like make a, make, a, wanna, make an impact. There's a few, game. like I was emergency for a few games and I was like, I don't want to spend my prime like on the, on the mm. bench, like just watching spectating kind of thing. And, um, I guess, yeah, as I said, like get finding out like you're not kind of wanted here and not wanted there and um, you just want to play footy. And my biggest fear, like Freya were going really well and my biggest fear was that I'd just be seen as like this perfect sub that um, could start as like a... Just know, a fringe, like be, a fringe I'll be, I'll, be, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be an emergency, but I can come forward, I can come back, I can mm. pinch it in the ruck for a bit. And my biggest fear was like something like um, Freya make uh, a grand final thing and I'm just a... You're the I'm extra. Just, I'm just the extra that twenty fourth man, twenty third man. That's just yep. just on the outer kind of thing. So and like for your skill and the games that you were able to play, you're not that you know they're not that player. It's just that because the back line at Freo was just so deep for that yeah for those years. And uh, so I guess that's just how it kind of um, escalated. And um, I mean it's weird at that whole scenario how that how that plays out. Like you you miss a few 
games through um, getting admitted and stuff, and then your manager could let you know, like, oh, there's been a few clubs kind of asking about you. So how did that conversation come up? Was it actually that other clubs approached you to start off with? Yeah. And then you were like, oh, then you started thinking well, about kind of it? That's or? how it happens. Like, it's um, – because it was weird at the time, and you're not getting uh, – not getting like a game at the time, and people ask like, "Oh, why isn't he getting a game?" And ask your manager, and then yep. he goes he goes from there, and um, yeah, it kind of it happens. All those conversations happen kind of throughout the year, and um, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird scenario. And looking back, like it's still nothing that you ever want to do. No, and um, but like looking at how it's unfolded, Playing pretty great. much yeah. yeah, like wanted to. Um, the year went by, and you played finals and stuff, and it was wicked. Like that whole experience playing finals with free was, awesome. was great, and then. Um, I guess get to the end of the year and what point did you kind of was there any point during the year that you're going okay I'm thinking like I'm pretty certain that I was going to go or nah, was it really right like at the end it was literally like right at the end like I was out yeah. of contract so um, it was genuinely like right before the D-Day so you have to go in and tell like what yep. you're, what's going on and um, it wasn't until yeah literally like that day before where I sat down with dad like for the hundredth time that year and was like Listen, like, what, what do we reckon? do like, what do we do like trust him with me life my old man and um, always someone to bounce off for advice or anything like that. So it was a massive, like, still, still to this day, the the number one hardest decision I've ever made in my life. And yeah. um, I can imagine, yeah, because yeah. like also you've like grown up in you know yeah. playing for Fremantle and developed 100%. and made all these great connections. And um, I guess one of the things Dad said was that stuck mm-hmm. with me was sometimes the hardest decisions you make in life are the best decisions you end up making. And yep. I think like looking back now, like that's one hundred percent correct. Um. Where it where it unfolded, um, to finally like for me that really let it let it go over the thing was I got a call from Clarko and he's just been pretty much awarded the job at um, North and said look mate like um, you're 24, 25, you've been in Perth your whole life come over come over for an adventure like you know you may as well try something new you're never going to get this chance again to kind of strike while the iron's hot and um, and that was pretty much just sold me and I just went you know like I'm ready for ready for a change and great. Um, still, as I said, like, you know, so such a hard decision. Hard, and hard like, I like imagine how stressful that would have yeah, been. Yeah, like man. leaving um, the club that's given you a chance your whole life and then <clears> the boys, like, that's the the fellas, like, the, yeah, your best mates for, for, the, for the last seven years that you just hang out with every day, as we touched on. But um, that's probably that was the hardest part of it, I think, like telling, telling them and letting them know. And, Definitely. Yeah. And you're part of uh, the Show Me the Money uh, show yeah. as well, hey? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So how was that? What was your TV well, experience it wasn't like, like that? Was it, it what you expected or no? It wasn't actually like it. I think the way they um, the way they did it, I haven't watched it, but I saw like a few <laughs> clips for it and the way they kind of set it up makes it look like they were following us the whole time. But we came in and just had like a chat as, we, yep. as we're chatting now and it was just kind of this pretty party camera just kind of did you have to redo a whole bunch of stuff no it was all it was all it was all very natural yeah it was all very organic which made it a lot easier and yeah just got to be myself which because i think who else was i talking i think blake was telling me that he did a bit of her i don't know if they ended up using his or whatever but um he was telling me oh yeah like you know he his one was a phone call he had to pretend to do the phone call five times going oh yeah oh no just do that again different angle like so funny how like yeah no mine was nothing like that but i'd love to see blake do the there's a story that um uh, i know you've told a whole bunch of times but you're a saint supporter uh, growing up and you were versing saints early on and you're playing back and you're playing yeah. your idol nick rewalt 
you got to tell this for for yeah. all of my listeners because if they yeah. haven't heard it, this is one of the old times. Yeah, like. it's a, it's a, as the old saying goes, never never meet your heroes. Never it's meet a, your heroes. <laughs> and this bloke was like looking like Saints fan growing up. Um, I was the only Saints fan in the family aside from Dad's uncle who, who got me um, converted from a young age. Shout out. Name was name was Ross anyway as well. Oh, so there you shout go. Out, shout out Ross Davo. But um, yeah, it's through the time of like you know making it was 2010, 2011 or whenever it yep. was. They had so, a grand final Rewall, repeat. Kizitsky, Goddard, yeah, Lenny Goddard, Hayes, yeah, like yeah, yeah. and my man was and Sammy Gilbert as well. Which is the reason I wear number nineteen now. Is I that just right? Loved this left footer raking left foot off half back and just Sam Gilbert loved yes. watching him. Like it was the best, and that's why I wore this number in through, through footy in uh, my school footy, and then. Got the choice when I came to North about there's there three, six, thirteen, fifteen, nineteen available. Nineteen, please, please. <laughs> I love, love it. And they're like, really? Well, yeah, 19. a bit of a strain. I'm trying, trying to think of other nineteens except very for strange. Gilbert. Mostly, yeah, mostly Gilbert. I think yeah, Jack Gunston at Hawthorne was nineteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So um, it was round oh, twelve or something. Like my first year, um, he's been my favorite idol, favorite sports athlete, like everything. Like it was just. Um, just love watching him, like Saint Nick. He's, He's a just, gun. Yeah, just got just got the job done always, and big presence. Like yeah, yep. big, big searching leads that go for 150 meters and marks it, kicks it from 50 out. Um, and it was late in the game; it was a close game. Um, and there was a free kick at the top of the maybe like 40, 35, 40 out directly in front. Um, and I didn't see what happened, but I'd picked up the ball, and Saint Nick had walked over to me and just with his arms out, like give it here, give it here, son. <laughs> So I've just gone to throw it straight back to him and he honestly put his hands to the side like this, watched the ball. It happens in slow-mo, like watch the ball go like this. Oh. Looked, at, looked, at, looked straight at the umpire like this and the umpire's watching the whole thing unfold. He's probably saying his head like, don't do it, don't do it. He's like, you idiot, Griff. Like, so I've just done that, like watched it unfold. Membry grabs it, kicks it. Like from the, There's three minutes left. as the last score of the game. And I've just lost the game. Like, no. And just like... <laughs> I looked at him and I was just like, oh. You oh. got me And he said there. to me after, he just said, veteran strict, mate. Veteran strict. Yeah. I was like, oh, whatever. Like, get into the post-game meeting and Ross is going like, you know, we, we battled well and he looked at, and he just looked at me and went, Griff, you got outplayed, son. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing. I was like, yeah, I know. I did. I, I did. Know, Fucking Nick Rewald. I know. I was like, Yeah. So good. Fuck you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never live it down. Like no, that's awesome. Four points started to come by. So yeah, looking back, it's it gets worse and worse. We absolute bloody legends. Quick little break in the pod here. So you would have seen, obviously, from last week's podcast, if you've been following along, and also on any of my social channels, that I've got this cool project coming up with Bryce Cotton. So we've got the Bryce Cotton Body Magic Challenge that's starting on the 4th of September. So we've got a couple of weeks until we get started. And a little bit about what the challenge and what the program involves. So we're really aiming this one for junior athletes. However, we do have an intermediate version, and we also have an advanced version for people that are a little bit higher skill set as well. Well, but we're really looking for juniors and everybody that's been signing up has been sort of between the ages of 10 and about 16. So this might not necessarily be for you, but maybe it's for your son or daughter, or maybe it's for your niece or nephew or your friend's kids or whoever that might be. Just get the word out to them because this program is absolutely amazing for anybody that wants to improve their basketball game and learn from Bryce Cotton, the best player to ever play in Australia is unbelievable. 
So pretty much over 16 weeks, Bryce has filmed all these skills and drills workouts, and we're breaking down like individual skills where it's, you know, whether it's dribbling and ball handling, shooting drills, how to improve your form, all sorts of stuff. And I'll be looking after some of the uh, off the court uh, training as well with some like bodyweight exercises for the juniors to start trying, like jumping, um, you know, push-ups using their own body weight. And then for the advanced groups, there's also strength and conditioning workouts you can do in the gym. Uh, the parents or the or the athletes doing it get full access to all the nutrition help that's on my website. You get a one uh, once a week a one on one coaching check in. Um, so we'll be uh, checking in with you to see how you're going. And also Bryce is uh, hosting a live Q&A every fortnight uh, for our members to tune on in, ask him any questions, and be your online coach, which is unbelievably amazing. Bryce has never done this sort of access program before, and it's been uh, such a great fun, him uh, teaching me the drills whilst I've been there, uh, hearing all the tips and advice. He is such a great coach and great teacher, and I know that all the junior basketballers out there or any basketballer of any level is going to take a lot away from this. So it's only $25 per week. We start on the 4th of September. The spots are limited and they are starting to fill up pretty fast, which is great. But if it's not for you, maybe, like I said, it's for your your kids or your nieces or nephews or um, your friends' kids or what, what, whatever it might be. Get the word out. Uh, it's going to be an amazing program. I'm so excited to get started. Sign-ups are over at www.bodymagic.fit. We'd love to have you as part of it. And yeah, let's uh, let's take your game to the next level. Let's get back to the pod with Griff. So you're obviously a super talented athlete uh, all the way through growing up. Uh, and I guess like getting into football a little bit later, was there things like early on that you had to really work on in terms of skill-wise, um, preparation for games, all that sort of thing? What was that like early on? What were you specifically working on? Like early in the career before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think um, oh, a lot of it was just, Kind of continuity. The biggest thing, it's so it's pretty cliche, but you hear it all the time. As a young player, like you just want consistency. That's all all coaches want to see from you is consistency, yep. like performing consistently well. So I mean, leading up to getting drafted, you never have like a, a pregame routine, you never have something that you stick by and um I guess that was the main thing and I got to learn under the tutors or someone like Fife, you, you you learn that like once you stick to this routine then you know, you, you can never blame like a poor performance on a routine because you've you kept everything the same. Because you know what so you've done, yep. For me, um, yeah, early days it was kind of nailing that and, and your week to week kind of getting the body right um, and getting yeah ready, like kind of ready and more focused down down closer to a game. So yep. I, think, um, I think for me it was just that and looking back now, like I'm glad I did that and worked out what works for me and now it's more like just a routine it's just it's part of your habits well, it's more so I've kind of thrown it out the window and it's like you know it's not you don't need to stress out as much the, like less is more for me now and I can train as much as I want but like right now with my body like I've just got to I know what I need to do to, to get it get it up for a game and it's tough like your footy is just hard on the body Absolutely. and I'm, I'm only young still 25 now but you yeah. play a handful of games and you and from as many years and it's just it's taking a toll on your body so definitely now it's all about maintenance really yep. and um so what are you doing for like that maintenance side of thing like obviously you have access to like you know physios and massage and uh ice baths and all this sort of stuff what do you do that is really important for your yeah, recovery the biggest one for me is just treatment and physio treatment mm-hmm. we've got access to full-time physios at the club every yep. day and like i'm still bewildered that even every day they're not booked out um to the max like when i was at at Freo, she had out big Marshall Stockton was the Sean, – Shawnee Darcy would have plenty to say about him, but yep. he's just the number one guy I'd go to when he'd 
call it the platinum card. You used to just throw it out and he'd sit there and he'd just give you this the platinum card. An hour, an hour, an hour <laughs> of treatment that was like you'd finish, you'd come off the table just feeling like, Amazing. wow. Yeah. So that's what I do flat out. And um, I battled through last year, I had um, an osteitis pubis with me groins. Did and, you? Yeah. Wow. So the back end of through the finals, I was kind of dealing with them and. Um, shocking like still dealing with them now was that like honest. out that you were doing that or that was just like you know like um, publicly known that oh I think it was through the public just said groin like <laughs> groin pain but yep. it was pretty like it was pretty so it wasn't like a full um, full blown one that you yep. see there's different varying levels of the groins are a weird part of yep. of footy and it's nearly every football has gone through some form of overload or um, injuries towards their, their groin and the, and the Pubic symphysis, swinging and everything in the side. There's to side. so much yep. that like it's a 360 degree, degree 360 degree game. Yep, and you're running 15 k's every um every week. Like you're obviously going to find something gets in trouble. But yep. Um. So I was kind of working through that all um off season where I couldn't really couldn't work out as much, couldn't run. Like we're going away when it was with Sean in in America. Like he'd be he'd be up going for these runs, and I just physically couldn't. It'd to be too sore, and that yep. like you have to let it rest, and then. So I got to pre-season and um, it was all about treatment and just getting them, like building this strength up with these with my hips and my groins. And it's something that I've never done before, like missing a whole pre-season. Normally I'm like the my pre-season hero kind of come in and yep. don't have to train too much to stay fit, but I always like enjoyed staying fit. And yep. um, But that was probably the toughest thing for me this year, um, coming in injured and, you know, you want to... You want to you want to go runny new club. You want to meet, meet the new coach. You want to be like, oh, man, super I'm, fit. I'm, I'm sorry, how hard I train. Like this is what I can do. But I just couldn't couldn't do anything physically. Like body was just holding me back. And I know that they're with the groins. You're rushing back. Like they're just they ticking, just don't they're get just a better. ticking time. I'm even now like um, week by week. I've just been kind of slowly just grinding and, and getting through. So yeah, I guess went on a bit of a weird segue just from um, what I do to to get up for games. But yeah, I mean. There's so many um, resources we've got access as, as footy players, and for me, yeah, number one's physio treatment, um, ice bars, and like saunas and stuff. Like I just love I love a sauna, yep. like with the best of them. But mostly that, like, and just recovery and sleep. I've been looking into my sleep. And I've been doing important. heaps of stuff into yeah. sleep as well lately. Hey? I just think it's the best. Like. It just I makes look, everything. I better. look forward to a good sleep. So, what so are you much. doing? Are you doing like a little routine before bed? I've been doing the um, uh, like the calm app. So it's like a meditation app. Yeah, thing. yeah. So it's like visualization things or whatever. Just put your sleep. And because I usually watch TV, but like having the lights that kind of keeps you like awake yeah. a little bit. But I've been doing this. I'm out like this, and then I sleep the whole night as well. Yeah, right. So I might, good. Might look into it. Yeah, I yeah, went, yeah. I just went straight to the top and just got a um, went to the dock and got a prescription for melatonin. So yeah, the, and and that I do too. Save as houses. That just yep. makes you feel drowsy and yeah. Um, just you know, gets your sleep back on. Gets you, yeah, feel like you're back on the right rhythm. But sleep's probably the main thing. Like everyone, you know, it's pretty understated how good a sleep is. Like yep. you reduce all your all your best hormones when you sleep, and you naturally produce human growth hormone when you sleep. So yeah. Best way, best way to recover. Absolutely. And you touched on it before that, you know, you're always rocking up uh, pre-season. You smash the time trials. You know, you're the, the first one in the group for the 1Ks, 2Ks, whatever. How how are you getting, you know, to that level? How are you the best one in that group? Are you working on anything different or is that sort uh, of – I'm talking like mentality as well. Like when yeah. you're rocking up first day, where does that mentality and that competitive sort of side of you come from? wouldn't say best one, like because – Brayshaw did beat me in, mm. in, in the four in the four ones time wise, but um, so I'll take I'll take yeah. sec, I'll take oh, second. Oh, I'll we're, take we're, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we're talking like top for, top percents, um, you know. Throughout my years, yeah, like I've um, always kind of kept fit, always been naturally fit as well. But that's I reckon that's like everyone looks at, will look at me and be like, oh mate, you don't even 
don't even work out. Like you, you just you get you get it natural. But when it comes to like a race like that, I think that's what we touched on. Like having an older brother, and when you're always just competing in that competitive cycle, like if I'm sitting side by side with someone, like on one of the boys at a footy club, like my biggest fun was Blake. Would always <laughs> he would he'd hate it because like. Well, probably wouldn't tra- wouldn't train as much as him. I'd still, when I trained, I'd train real hard and would yep. empty the tank. Yep. But when I looked side by side to him and he's and he's laughing, I would say, "You're not beating me. Like this is <laughs> this is not happening today. Like I don't care what it takes, but I'll like I'm getting you. I'll beat you. I may not I may not catch him, but I'm catching you. Yeah. Like, don't worry about that. <laughs> so that kind of competitive side for me, I really like enjoyed that racing nature and you get a lot of that through rowing like you absolutely you look forward to your, your biggest day on the calendars like well, it sounds like that's just been day. all throughout your life all sorts of different sports and uh, and i'm sure growing up in such a uh, a sporting uh strong family yeah that's just like ingrained I think it's in more so like you just i fucking just hate losing like yep. and i think it's worked out well and and paid off a bit with my football as a defender like you know you, you hate losing if you if you make a mistake inside forward 50 Nearly every forward out there now is just gonna you're gonna yeah, yeah. you're gonna watch yep. it sail over your head yep. for the hundredth time, and it's the the worst feeling. Like feeling, not that I like one like for your ego actually getting beaten, but the worst is like feeling like I've let my teammates down and be like I'm so sorry. Like there's a goal on the board, and that's because of me. Like yep. so that whole um, like preseason and, and leading up to games like that's just building the competition and stuff, but. But oh, it was mostly just beating Blake. I just yeah. <laughs> he hates it. He'll never, he'll never, he'll never admit it as well. But I, there was that this one time, that one last year where I had a point to prove uh, the last preseason, and it was four one k's. Like first time we'd done them, and Rough. I just, yep. I just butchered everyone. I just yep. went like, kind of like come with, me, come with me if you want, because I was in like the older group. So the young group boys like did it the week before. <laughs> I had to go back a couple of weeks early, so I like got a few pointers from them. Like a few went out too early, and I just like kind of stuck to my time, stuck to my times, and then just blasted them at the end. So great, it was great. Yeah. That's good. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah, it was a good. It was good. Nothing better than beating the sheriff. To be honest, it's, I'll never let him forget about it. So. And then going to like you just touched on it as as well, just then that uh, the preparation that goes into playing on your opponents because you're playing against the guns. Like you're playing on Lance Franklin, um, uh, Kennedy, Kerner, all these guns of the competition. How much prep actually goes into you for a game personally? I know you probably have your team staff yep. and you go, yep, cool, this is the plan for them. But like say if you're playing on any of them, do you take notes? So you watch an extra film, um, all that sort of thing. What do yeah, you do? Yeah, plenty of plenty – so I'm of, sure there's heaps. Plenty of work in the, like, in the film room. Um, uh, but a lot of it's like you kind of know like what – you know what their strengths are. Like, yep. Buddy, so let, let, let's say oh – yeah, sorry, go. Yep. Yeah, so Buddy's like um, – not that I can, I'm not saying I say this like I know what their strengths are as if I can stop them, but mm-hmm. like you're never going to be able to. I think as a, especially in today's game, as a key back, you can't stop every goal. Yep. Like it doesn't matter how many of you's out there, you're not going to stop them. But like Buddy's going to wheel on his left and and take you on and hit someone up every day of the week. Kerno's going to run and launch and um, that's going to he's going to play to his strengths there. In their game, yeah. Josh Kennedy will just it's constant movement, constant leading, and then ticks, ticks up with the ball like. Some blokes don't like to fly and, and just like to edge you under. Like Tomahawk will just sit there and own the space. And yep. like that Jeremy Campbell gets up the ground and will just wheel you, wheel your way back and you'll have to stay in line with him, but he'll just want to be out of the back and go through a stop. He plays like a midfielder. So he's like one of the hardest to match up on. But um, there's plenty like that. I, it's more of like a challenge and like that whole competition thing. Like I love, love – Trying to work the Love the out. challenge of it because it's, it's so it's so, um, it's so fun. There's so many difficult ones out there to actually match up on and um, – but yeah, I mean, so, there's so much vision that you can go over, and 
um, we've got access to all these computers that go through all the games and you go through highlights and then you yep. can take a coach aside and they'll um, ask you to you know, g- give you a rundown of what it, what it looks like. But at the end of the day, you just got to rock up game day and, and stick, to, stick to what you've you done a bit of – done the work at least to yep. – um, on the film room, you're going to know what they're going to do and try and kind of work around that because it's like a it's a forwards game now. Oh, like, for sure, yeah. it's a, a key back. In you're just there, age. just like you said, trying to limit it. Limit every the every impact every as much like as week, they just you just see the game like we just want more scoring. Like everyone, like everyone, you don't go to the game to watch me try and punch a ball. Like you go to the game to watch someone kick goals from fifty or yep. watch Charlie Cameron like run out the back and kick like you know six goals a game. That's what you watch the game for. Yep. and I I'm. It's what I love watching the game for as well, but um, it's just tough when you're tough as a key back. But it's Definitely. still that's what that's what, I, that's what I enjoy now. So yeah, it's, yeah, um, yeah. and it's it's yeah, it's fun now. Who's the hardest player that you've had to match up on? Is anyone that had like real big days on you? Oh, plenty have had big days, mate. Plenty was there fun. another story about was it Buddy Franklin? You asked him for signed boots. Was, it, was there something like that? Was it was that you? I swear that was you. I had it in the notes because I thought I remember hearing something about that. Are you talking some trash to him or something? Oh, I try and I'm pretty like I always try and talk talk a bit of shit just to. My theory is that like if you talk a bit of shit, but in a nice way, and I'll just try and like in a jokey way, never actually like attack them personally or anything yes. like that. Then they're not gonna like if if there is a chance for them to, like to put a knee through the rear, if they like you too much, then they're just not gonna do it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know how, I don't so know how you're being a dick, but just like not enough. I'm kind of just like a smartass, and yeah, just always okay, talking. Yeah, like, yeah. I just enjoy it. Like when I'm out there, I'm just in. Rather than sit and like sit behind someone like this and, and just constantly yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just can't, I can't will myself to do that. Like it's just so. It's not natural for you to do. Nah, yeah, like I just uh, sit there and chat, chat a bit of shit to him. Um, I think last or a couple of years ago, I said to Buddy, I was like, oh, what's I, what, what do you like? What how are those boots going? And he's like, I'm not talking to you today, mate. <laughs> I was like, come on, mate. Like, what's, what's, what's going on? He's like, yeah, come here. Come stand next to me. I'll get you on the big screen, mate. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah fair enough. <laughs> get like, you on the big there's screen. Only, there's only so much you can really say. There's someone like, I still think he's like the goat of all, of all time. Oh, he's, so he's a star. I still I rate yeah. him so highly. So, um, but now nah, I'm more just like a nah, muck around and try and try and get under the skin just a little bit, make them laugh. So. Yeah, good. And then leading up to a game, what are sort of the habits that you have leading up to a game day and the week before um, with specific recovery stuff that you do, um, you know, the vision? You've touched on it all, but sort of pulling it all together yeah. and actually the the habitual things that you're doing, what do you do? Yeah. Nutrition so as well. I food. guess as a game finishes, say we play on like a Saturday, Sunday is your rest day, day off. Sleep's the main thing. I struggle to sleep after a game, so I can just yep. try and just rest, get the body moving the next day. Start of the week, like in terms of nutritionally, I'll try and load up as much protein as I can just to build Recover it up. Everything. Like yep. got, you know, a couple of big steaks or anything, just to, a lot of leafy greens, just kind of really start building that in. Um, How many days before you're really hitting that? I'm sure that's probably all the time you're trying to get in. Trying to, I'm just trying to get that in like the start of the week, like just before before a big like week of training or, or the game. Um, not too fussed on like other than that diet dietary things like just eat healthy like I don't I'm a notorious snacker like yep. I love chocolate yep. just sweet tooth it's also you got such a high activity level because you're always going to burn, burn it off and, and yeah. I think my whole life I don't know when it's going to catch up to me. My <laughs> metabolism is pretty high. So like, Man, mine's the same. It's actually yeah. an inconvenience to eat. I'm like, I fucking, it's an hour and a half and I'm like, I'm starving again. I need to eat again. Yeah. It's actually annoying. Well, I'm scared it's going to catch up with me one day. With it. Yeah. Like, I ate a lot of chocolate and stuff. Like, and yeah. Probably shouldn't. Yeah. But I, I can and, and I'd like the taste of it. So, so why gonna, not? <laughs> I'll still eat like enough healthy food to balance it out. Yeah, bit. totally. Totally. But I don't know. It doesn't really work that way. But um, a lot of it, two days before a game, that's my main um, 
most important day for me. I just liked getting my main biggest sleep in. Like try and day because the day before a game, I don't really. That's care usually about a sleeping. day off for yeah. you as well, training wise and everything. No, nah, it's always like training two days before, but that two days prior to a game, that's when. I just reckon if I get a good sleep, then I can yeah. go to bed whenever I want the night before a game, watch a movie, like it doesn't matter. Then I'm going to be well rested for the game. But yep. um, there's no real, nothing set. But I, like looking, if I, if I look at it now, I always find myself new things that I'm doing that I've just been doing, as you said, habitually. So yeah. whether it's like, if I'm just going to be sitting on the floor for the next 10 minutes rather than sit there, like I'll just be doing like a series of like glute stretches or hammy stretches and constantly kind of stretching and getting mobility in yep. kind of, Unconsciously, as I'm not really like. Well, that's exactly attention. what a habit is. It's just like a an action that you do without thinking about doing yeah. it, and the reasons behind that are you know for your performance and so like I get my extra like I get an extra 10, 20 minutes in. I feel like I'm getting more than anyone else in like a team meeting. Like we've we do it upstairs in like this kind of room. There's couches, or you can sit on the floor, and straight away I just sit on the floor. And the other boy that does it with me is Huey Greenwood, and we just constantly sit there, kind of stretching and feel like that kind of yep. get a little bit extra mobility in there. Like I'm always. Um, always active kind of getting moving a couple of days before a game whether it's walking like get a coffee and yep, just get some blood constantly flowing. walking yep. like rather than staying like on a day off where i'll sit down and you know watch a few movies watch some netflix eat some chocolate and then you blink and it's three o'clock in the arvo and you're sorting dinner kind of thing so pretty active throughout the week and um food wise feel like i'm always um yeah eating healthy enough water's probably the biggest one that i wish i was better at drinking like i wish I'd do you cramp up during games or? Nah, that's, nah. that's that's why like i've never felt a need to really focus on it too much yep um so not much of a cramper like kind of just naturally get away with it so yeah it's gonna I'm sure it'll sting me at some stage the same as my metabolism just getting away with it but um but yeah, that's the routine that's, right now and that's what's, that's working. what's working and yep. um like my yeah my biggest thing is like i used to really freak out before games and um stress out a lot but there's just so much more to footy than so much more to life than footy I think so definitely it used to be like your world and you'd be like I have to do this have to do this and I can't you know be doing this night for a game I can't be doing this now so yep. now I like let it happen and I think you've been in the system for seven years you kind of know what's right and what's wrong um, for your body at least and what's going to help you and what's just your experience you. of doing as well isn't it yeah, to work out what your schedule is best for you it is hard to like come in and be 18 and be told like this is what's best for you like this is what you need to do so this is what you need to do to to get better and um now i just kind of feel like it works out all right and yep. um i don't know i'll probably play a stinker this weekend but <laughs> i've talk, talked about my preparation that much how, how much how much i've got it all worked out but i just know like as long as i get out there and enjoy it like that's you know, good and i think that probably ties in you touched on it just then is like your mentality uh, and wellness sort of side of things uh, mentally preparing for a game so you're doing all your vision um you know you're working out your opponents all that sort of thing you've got your habits and your little habitual things that you're doing is there anything else that you're doing to like really get your mind off the pressure of playing football. How do you how do you deal with even like say middle game in the middle of a game, stuff isn't going your way. Your opponent's kicked a few. What do you do to kind of get yourself back feeling confident, yeah. and back on track? To fair, yeah, it is tough. Like because there's plenty of times where you feel like you're gonna hit go through a bit of adversity, especially in a game. Um, and I used to get real insular and um, freak out and just worry about myself. And it wasn't until um, a couple of years ago where you realised like if you if you're going poorly like rather than just let myself go poorly, like just get around the boys and get real vocal, get real loud, come outside of yourself and bring someone else into the game and make them better. And you feel like you, you get yourself on your toes a bit better. And um, the other thing that works, I've found works for me is just having my own trigger. So in the middle of a game, if like, you know, 
I'm just on my back foot or I'm not feeling great. Like my trigger is just on my toes. So I've got like my teammates will tell me like griff, griff on your toes, griff on your toes. So that's just like. So is that something that you've gone, okay, cool. That That's a, a cue for me. Yeah. And you've told them to go, okay, cool. If I'm feeling flat, tell me that. Yeah. And it's more than like, even if I'm feeling good or feeling flat, it's like a, just that's a reminder, just yep. reminder like one to physically actually like you get up on my toes, get ready to go on a pounce, but three, like switch on and just get ready to feel, feel my surroundings a bit better. Super so interesting. Yeah. I like the, um, the mid game ones, the like the hardest ones. Cause I mean, everyone's, everyone's a good player and everyone's a good team at when we're winning, but when you're losing, like it's you, you turn naturally as athletes, you turn selfish and you come inside yourself and you don't talk and you just worry about your own backyard kind of thing. So that's been the main one for me, kind of just spreading it and trying, just trying to get everyone involved and, um, but not really. It's like stressing out too much. Not really. Like my main one of my main things is never as good, never as bad. So like yep. after a game, you could play a blinder and it's like you know never as good, but same week you can play play a stinker and be like, well, it's not that bad. Like still you know still going. So yep. That's the main thing, I think, for me. Absolutely. And then your, uh, your new role at North, you're loving it, obviously. We saw the game on the weekend, taking marks, spoils, tackles, you're absolutely chopping. It looks like you're really having uh, having a lot of fun down back there and playing really well uh, yeah. as the, with the team. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we started the year like so awesome. We won two in a row, one against the old mob, which oh, is just- you're going, we're going undefeated. I just looked at this great. and I was like, no way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the amount <laughs> of boys, the like, amount of you boys that gave me shit for, for leaving and yeah, now- yeah, yeah. I've come back and beat you like so. <laughs> it um it started like that, and um then like we had a few poor injuries go down, and um it's funnily enough I'd been switched back to that that forward ruck role where I was kind of chopping and changing there, and I thought oh here we go like happy I was like I was still again. like happy to you know still happy to do it, like a new environment. And, um I guess the last couple of weeks lucky enough that um gelled a bit more together, and as a backline we're kind of really gelling. It's not really um yeah translating into wins yet, but. We know it's just going to keep ticking over and um, if we can keep doing our roles back and then we're going to keep doing that. But yeah, I've been like, yeah, feeling a lot more comfortable and um, that's good. I think it's just also uh, like not having a full preseason, you're just out of touch a bit and yep. I didn't get to train as much. And so now I'm finally catching up to where everyone else is. Just so getting some good, yeah, good just momentum going. Repetitions and continue continuity and it just helps a lot better absolutely so like what's next for you for the uh for the next little patch in terms of you know football you're working on anything have you got any other projects or anything like that you're working on any businesses you got any plans of podcasts anything like that uh not really like it's just footy really i'm mm. i'm studying part-time still just online oh, yeah. on um at curtain so just doing a uh, bachelor of science hoping to maybe progress into something along the lines of physiotherapy or nice. something like that but it's still it's hard to find something you're passionate really about but um, so I've just got that. That's always in the background going you find on. That kind of helps with all the football stuff as well. That you've got something else that you're working on. So I think you- so. Yeah, like a, especially like as I said, play like a, a stinker or footy's not going well. Then you've always got you know something else just to switch your mind to, so that you're not footy like in this focus yep. on this footy bubble. Um, do you reckon you do like media stuff after or? I don't know. Like I've got got, got the gift of the gab, so you I do. Yeah, I'd have to be a stiff to do it, but um, I don't know. I love love my time on radio. I always always been told I got a head for radio, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to stick stick with that. But um, no, I don't know. We'll see see what see what's cooking. I'm sure something will pop up, and um, I'm happy to happy to do whatever. So that's cool, man. Well, uh, it's been such a pleasure uh, hanging out and uh, hearing all this great advice that you got from uh, all throughout your career, and so glad everything's going so well at North uh, at the moment for you. And I can't wait to keep seeing you just chop up and uh, tick thank along you, so mate. thank you thanks for having me no too good thanks my friend and that's another episode of fat chat all wrapped up griffin Lowe, you're an absolute 
bloody legend, May. I love chatting to you. Such a great storyteller. I know that so many people out there are going to take so much away from that. And um, good luck with the recovery because he did his ACL a few weeks ago, which is so unfortunate to see. But uh, he's going to be right with all that mindset, all the preparation, all the hard work that he puts into uh, recovering and getting himself back. So I can't wait to see you on the men, mate. And bloody love your work. Thank you for sharing all of that. Uh, thanks to all the regular listeners for tuning on in. As always, if you haven't already, takes two seconds of your time. Uh, just subscribe, follow, or like. Fat chat on any of the streaming platforms that you're listening on. It's something like there's only like 30% of people that have been tuning on into the pod that have actually clicked the follow and subscribe button, which is pretty crazy. And the more subscribers, the more followers, the more people we get around the pod, the bigger the guests get each and every week. So uh, if you haven't already, if you're part of that 70, 70% or you haven't clicked the follow or subscribe Make sure you do that. I really appreciate it. Uh, We've got the Brass Cotton Challenge starting in a couple of weeks' time. Get the word out to your kids, your nieces, your nephews, your friends' kids. That's going to be amazing uh, for any junior basketball out there, anyone that just wants to improve their game. doesn't matter what level of basketball. It's going to be bloody awesome. 25 bucks a week. Sign up So uh, over at www.bodymagic.fit. Until next week, absolutely love your work, guys. Griff, you're a bloody legend. And, yeah, I'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.